KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Checking the resume, two thumbs down is what they say. Drink it up till you're dizzy. Stay awake and thin like Lizzie. Touch your trembling chest to look at what a walrus digest. Last Halloween, gave you my heart. Very next day, you gave it away, made you disappear. Downtown, yell, uptown, rebel. One love, one city, one now. Got some raps and sees never heard. Oh, baby, I like it more. Sometimes wear like a future shock. Look at my radio, rock the block. Frozen dinners and a tall can. I'm sponsored by every brand. Turn your radio up. Uptown. You are back inside the chat room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are broadcasting live from the University of California campus in Irvine. We're streaming on the web at KUCI.org. We are always available via podcast. You can check us out at KUCI.org. Click on Talk. Scroll down to our podcasts. You can find us under the chat room where we have um, archives of every single show we have ever done. So you can check us out there. I don't know if I've made this announcement, but... Uh, Dana, my awesome co-host, has uh, his girlfriend got an, a, uh, a job up in Santa Cruz. So he moved a couple of weeks ago up to Santa Cruz. And so uh, he s- missed the chat room, so he wanted to keep going with us. So he's going to do it via phone for the next little bit, and we're going to see how that goes. So he's going to call in any second now and, uh, and join us in the chat room. And I'm incredibly excited to be joined by the very sexy... Very cute. Um, Drew Gerald. I'm saying it right. Yes. yes. Excellent. And uh, 
Drew came to us. Did you meet Elizabeth in a comedy club? Uh, no, I uh, I met her through uh, a mutual friend. Okay, okay. Julie. Okay. Oh, yeah, Julie. Yeah. God, Julie's hot. Good grief. I mean, nobody should be that hot. <coughs> That's totally unfair. <laughs> anyway, so you were at a party, and they were sober, or they were drinking, or they were... We were in... Huntington Beach. Okay, stay close to you. Close to you. There you go. Huntington that's, Beach. There you go. That's what I like. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like that too. That's better, huh? Uh, okay. Yeah, we uh, met up by the beach in Huntington Beach, and they were in between sober and not so sober. <laughs> I said they're always in between sober yeah, and not so sober, so that's that's uh, that's no surprise. All right. So then, uh, and you started chatting up, and you told them all about yourself, or did you tell them just a just just a little tease, just yeah. a little bit? All right. Yeah. All right. So tell us all about yourself. You, um, I went on your website, and there's uh, there's all kinds of great there's all kinds of great stuff about you on your website. You've you've sort of been on a uh, a personal journey. Hmm. So tell us, tell us, all, we'll we'll, uh, we'll put off some of the sex stuff, at, you know, in a we'll in a little it. bit. So yeah, we'll save that in a bit. But tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've basically been on a, a journey of personal development since I was about 18 years old. Uh, I grew up in, upsta- in <laughs> upstate New York, and during that time, you know, when I was a, a young kid, I actually had, you know, I, I don't tell a lot of people this, but I had warts on my fingers hmm. when I was about, hmm. you know, five or six years old. So I, I moved to upstate New York, and throughout my childhood, I was teased and made fun of for it. Hmm. And during that time, you know, that's when your self-esteem is being built. So when I was young, I, I, my confidence, my self-esteem was just, you know, pretty much destroyed. Hmm. And, you know, I would, up until about 11th grade, I would be sitting alone in lunch. I would you know wouldn't be able to you know go on the bus if you've ever seen Forrest Gump and you know that scene where he walks on the bus and everybody's like the seat's taken the seat's taken that was pretty much me for for about 10 years and during you know that time I had very little friends no girlfriends and you know I I felt I felt that everybody thought I was this you know loser and there was this tiny, tiny, tiny flame spark deep inside of me that I felt that wasn't true, that I was destined for something more than just this, you know, nerd that, that nobody wants to talk to. And that, that decision between should I stay on this path of, you know, where I'm at now and just continue to, to go nowhere, or do... I make the decision to take life in my own hands and, and do what it takes to to figure this out. And by figure this out, I mean like life, everything. Social skills, relationship skills, um, business skills, everything. And during that time, because I was, you know, I didn't have any friends, what would I do? I, I went on the computer. So so that, that curse kind of turned into a blessing because I became very proficient uh, in web development and design. Hmm. So I've been, I've done that for over a decade of web development and design. Wow. So I moved to Southern California and started a business at 18 years old creating software. And you know that that was great and and that really moving to a new place, I got a fresh start and that that opportunity allowed me to really begin to work on myself. 
So I started reading things like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. A lot of these classic self-help books. And that just spiraled me into a world of uh, incredible things. And since then, I've, you know, traveled the world. I've, I've, I've spoke about my company in, in England. I've done, you know, all sorts of amazing things. I have a lot of friends, date beautiful women. And my life is, is completely different. I'm, I'm happy about who I am now. And, you know, that brings me up to, to where I am now. And you're only 22. 25. 25. Yes. 25. I, I right. probably look like I'm 19, but... <laughs> Which is all good. That'll keep yes. playing in your favor yes. all your entire Let's life. Let's hope so. <laughs> so Dana is on the phone with us. Dana, hello. Hello. How are you? Excellent. I'm good. glad to be back. Me too. Me too. Okay, so um, so we're getting uh, Drew's awesome life story. So what? tell me what you've learned about kind of... I mean, it sounds like through this whole journey of, of self-discovery and... Uh, feeling so self-conscious, this would give you sort of insights into what men do wrong, maybe, with, mm. with women, or what men do wrong with themselves, or, you know, it sounds like you have wisdom beyond your years for your, for your age. Mm. Um, what are some of the classic pitfalls you think men fall into, either just with women or kind of in their own lives? I think one of the... Mm, I would say classic, but probably not very well regarded, would be being too nice mm. and just being themselves. Because as I was growing up, and I b- believe a lot of people growing up, when they ask for advice, oh, what should I say on this date, etc., their friends or their parents are always like, just be yourself. And the problem with that is that if, if who you are kind of sucks, that, <laughs> that isn't going to do... Uh, you any good at all and what I've discovered is that we don't really can I say Zach is that yeah okay that's all good (laughs) Um, (laughs) if 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 who you are isn't really all of the things you've learned because we've all learned these different belief systems these different ideas we've learned to take on these negative emotions and that is kind of that sucky part on top of us Mm. which we think being ourselves is and a lot of people would use that as an excuse to not work on themselves to not do something what it takes to improve so they would say oh you know she ignored me or she just wants to be friends or you know whatever it is chances are it's not necessarily always her if if you haven't done any work on yourself and you don't have the skills or the self-esteem or confidence all that stuff can be developed and I think that yeah, one, one of the, the major things is, is realizing that how you are now, what quote-unquote we think being ourselves is, is not really who we are at that core level. And we can always approve upon that and become not necessarily just ourselves, but the full potential of who we really are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of a classic dating um technique is to <laughs> withhold the uh the sucky parts of yourself right until yeah. like the eighth date and then you just unleash them on the right. no no <laughs> but, but yeah i mean you put the yeah you put your your best foot forward maybe you tie them up on the first date maybe that's actually one of your better attributes i don't know but um sounds good to me yeah you you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean you put your best foot forward but you're right yeah i think that's a classic mistake that that people make that they come out of the box with you know here's all of my crap and, you know, I just want you to know who I am so you know what you're getting into. And then, yeah. you know, the person just bolts for the door because why wouldn't you? you know? <laughs> yeah. 
but 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 on, on a side note, I think I would be very attracted to somebody that that maybe not on the first date, but they would be vulnerable in a context of strength and say, you know, let's say um, let's say somebody's jobless, hmm. and you know that would be sign of the crap, right? Um, but if he said, you know, right now I'm currently jobless, but I am pursuing my dream of being a entrepreneur or I'm doing or writing a book and I I'm halfway through whatever it is if if she or he well mostly she <laughs> would say that to me I I would you know I would be impressed if if they were doing something to address one of their their shortcomings mm-hmm. I would be even more impressed rather than them holding back and trying to be this perfect kind of facade right right because if somebody's too perfect you then wonder what the heck's going on yeah, behind the scenes the, right yeah, what's yeah. the catch and yeah, yeah. what we, who are the skeletons in the closet where is she hiding and, the drugs exactly exactly dana are you uh you want to chime in well i'm hearing some themes there and i and i guess one of the interesting ones is there are certain things that women want from men and for you to be kind of one of the typical things that men, uh, excuse me, women want from men is kind of some kind of strength. And I think what Drew is kind of uh, leaning toward is when you come out with all your baggage without kind of the context of how you're dealing with it, it can be pretty scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm wondering, what do you tell people to do? They say, be yourself, but what should you do? I Well, I think they should start taking care of their shit really um i I mean you know at the end of the day you know i believe that we're we're all here on a on a kind of journey of self self growth and experience and if if we're not you know moving forward in some way in some manner then we're staying still and if we're staying still we're not growing and we're not living because either you're growing and improving or you're degrading and dying that's just the cycle of nature so i really think that first people should become aware of what these these issues are and do what it takes to take care of them you have your whole life you know it i've i've been working on all of this stuff for seven years i've invested thousands of dollars in myself thousands hundreds of thousands of hours and it's the best investment you can make and you know just like he was saying that in the context of that strength i think that you can build that, you know. Nobody comes out of the, the womb. Nobody pops out of their mom's vagina. Uh, a Don Juan, perfect. We all learn the good stuff and the bad stuff. And a lot of people don't realize we can change that. If there's something mm-hmm. about us that that we we may want to improve, let's do it. You know, yeah. th- there's ways to do it. So, what did those early relationships look like for you? Because it sounds like you were really self-conscious. You were nervous about, you know, yeah. all of your physical issues. So, what did those? What did you start out looking like, and kind of what do you look like now in a relationship? That's hard to say. I know because yeah. every relationship's different. Um, well, I, growing up throughout high school, I, w- I was a virgin until I was eighteen. I didn't have a uh, a real quote unquote girlfriend. I dated a lot of women, but I didn't have a long term relationship until, you know, just recently. Mm. Uh, but those those early meddlings with women, it was it was horrible. It was horribly embarrassing. I would be so needy. I would that was probably the biggest one. I would be supplicating, you know, because we're we're told to to be a gentleman, and I believe most men are good men, but they fall into that nice guy category. 
And there's a difference between a good person being a good man and a nice guy. That is so true. Yes. And I think I was that total wussy, nice guy kind of thing. It was just, it was, it was gross. Like, I look back <laughs> and, and I kind of want to vomit in my mouth. And in, it, so, so, yeah, that's what was going on. I ruined everything. Every chance I had, you know, I, I had no style. I had none of this. And as I started learning it, I, in about 11th grade, junior year, the freshman girls came in. And they, they didn't know you. They, exactly. They, <laughs> they didn't know my history. They didn't know what was going on. And for a while, before they actually found out, um, I, they, they, they showed me attention. And for me, that was, that was amazing. Because if you go through your whole life, if you go uh, 16 years of your life, and I, I liked girls since I was in sixth grade. I remember in kindergarten having my first crush. Yeah. And that whole time, in, in 10 years, to not have very much at all female attention, to even believe it's possible, when that started happening, it totally shifted uh, that spark I, I mentioned inside of me. That started to light up, being, wow, maybe there's something here. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of the, the early part. I, I would screw everything up. I mean, every chance I had, I would just destroy it. I would be friend, you know, put in the friend zone. Girls would ask me to the dance. And they, they would ask me to dance. They, like, were that interested in me. And I would s- screw that up. <laughs> it, it, was just, it was absolutely horrible. And that's, that's the stuff that really drove me to improving it, to, to learning, to reading, to practice, to research. Were you sort of stalking them, or what were you doing? No. I, no. <laughs> Calling them all the time? No. Um, just being really needy, uh, not displaying masculine characters characteristics very feminine very aloft i didn't take charge i didn't lead i didn't do i was 16 who the hell knows i was gonna say yeah yeah, i mean mean, that's classic for yeah teenage guys right nobody knows what the hell we're doing then right right um i don't know what the hell i'm doing now i'm 41 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean women love confidence i I don't care what you look like right this is the whole beauty and the beast thing it doesn't matter what you look like as long as you have confidence women will just follow that and uh it's addictive it's it, it's amazing and, and especially men confidence in women is incredibly alluring because believe it or not a lot of women are insecure in in themselves as well low self-esteem they're, they're what? Can, can you believe <laughs> can it? you believe it no no but but honestly a lot of guys don't i didn't realize this because i would in the what is it the 40 year old virgin yeah you're in the movie yeah the the the, the, uh, the black guys you know he says don't put the uh, right yeah on the on the right. pedestal right right, right. and that's that's no bs i i grew up a lot of men we we elevate these women to ungodly proportions i love women and i think that that we should give them uh, amazing stuff but they're people they they have the the we're, we're all people too and this battle the sexist thing i think does a lot of more harm than good and and to realize that once i realized that wow, I'm actually more confident than this girl that I think is ten times hotter than what I th- think I could ever have had. Hmm. That starts to blow your mind. Yeah. You know, it, it puts everything into context. So, so confidence is, is important for, for both, yeah. both sexes. Yeah, yeah. You are tuned into the chat room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are here with Drew Gerald, and uh, we... Um, we will take your calls. Do you have? Uh, do you think you have some folks that uh, that are going to want to talk to Drew? Nine four nine eight two four five eight two four is our number here. If you have questions for Drew, and uh, we're going to get into some steamier stuff, so 
Uh, if you have steamy questions, you can ask those too, so long as you obey all of our FCC rules. Um, Dana, do you, uh, you want to uh, chime in before I, before I uh, leave yeah. this topic? <laughs> I would, actually. Um, Great. We hear a lot, um, not just in this conversation, but from kind of gurus and dating advisors about men being needy. But um, what are some tips or some direction Drew could give to kind of build up the well of strength or whatever you need so when you do kind of approach women, you don't come from this over, you know, over need for them or uh, kind of extreme uh, zealousness. Totally. I think, I think you, you bring up a, a fantastic thing to, to focus on. And for me, I believe the number one thing, which is easier said than done, is to come at, come at it from an aspect of abundance. Because a lot of people, a lot of guys that, that if, right, they say that as, so, as soon as you're taken, as soon as you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, everybody starts wanting to hit on you. Yeah. And it's, what changes is kind of the vibe you send out of scarcity or abundance. You say, I'm good, I don't need anything. You're not sending out this desperate scarcity kind of signal. So if you can approach these women or, or even men, however it is, from an angle of abundance, that will, that will be incredibly attractive. Uh, as they say, the hungry don't get fed. <laughs> and w the kind of crappy part about that is how do you come from a place of abundance when you don't have anything, when you're in the scarcity? And that's when I think a lot of the internal kind of, kind of reflection on, on your life really comes into play. And I, I, one of the best techniques, actual practical tips, that I would recommend doing in this regard is something I came up with called the, the abundance mind test set. Hmm. No, the, the abundance mindset test. Oh, yeah, there we go. And what I say, long story short, is whenever you're about to do something or you start thinking a certain way, ask yourself, if you had five of whatever that is, would you still be doing the same thing? So, for example, mm -hmm. if you go to, uh, you know, if, you're, if you want to date a guy and he said, and you're about to maybe try and get him to be your boyfriend or you start texting him every, you know, 10 seconds. If, if you stop and think to yourself, would you, still being, would you still be doing this behavior or thinking these thoughts if you had five other guys buying for your attention? You wouldn't have time. Exactly. You wouldn't have <laughs> right. time. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't jump on yourself. You wouldn't launch across the bed every time your iPhone dings and lights up and tackle your phone. Maybe when you're in love, you know, that's cute. But if, if, if you're coming from that place of, of just testing yourself, you know, if, if you go to, let's say, uh, buy something and it's $100, if... You said to yourself, well, if I had $500, would I be this worried about spending that much money on it? And you, you have to think, you know, realistically along with it. But I find that being able to, to, to test yourself before you do that can really put a, it's just a filter to make, to train yourself and make sure what you're doing is coming from the right place. Good intentions. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. It's funny you should say that because I know of so many single people who can never find a date. And then you hear of all these married people having affairs. <laughs> and you do wonder if it is that, you know, abundance versus um, hunger 
dichotomy yeah. where, well, she must be or he must be really attractive if somebody married him, right? So somebody, you know, the, the allure is, is greater because they're already attached versus, you know, I haven't had a date in five years or ten years and, and you know, who's there must be something wrong. Yeah, right? exactly. Some, that's very right. suspicious. So <laughs> that makes sense. Um, Dana, do you, do you want to pipe in? Are we... Yeah, I think um, he brings up a lot of good points. In general, though, when I do agree that when you're with someone, it kind of gives off the abundance mentality because you already know there's plenty because you got some. Mm. Sometimes girls are just kind of attracted when a guy's with a hot girl because it me- it's actually meaningful. That girl just qualified mm. him mm. for her. But I think you're right in that having that mentality is helpful but that does seem kind of a steep hurdle or steep yeah. hill so what makes this woman different that the other women haven't met whatever test so it sounds like you're in your long-term relationship for the first time ever no um, no i'm i'm actually single right oh you're single right now sorry never mind <laughs> i was gonna say that was oh that was before that was an okay. ex yeah uh what happened oh, you don't want to talk about no, it let's <laughs> let's leave that alone all right yes yeah, she was a little Let's say, well, let's keep things all right. good. All right, all right. It's all good. Uh, so I, I'm dying to know about this um, erotic, uh, ear, is it ear erotica? Ear erotica, yes. Ear ero- yeah, yeah. So tell me about, uh, tell me all about it. I'll let you introduce it more than I can introduce it. Great. So basically I have this company, uh, fresh, fresh out of the presses. It's called Ear Erotica. And it cre- it. Through this company, we create experiences of arousal and sexual liberation through the power of spoken word. And our products are called audible arousals. And they're basically steamy, dirty talk, kind of phone sex recordings. So if you can imagine your lover calling you on the phone or whispering into your ear uh, a dirty story, narrating what he's going to do with you how he's going to do it, and what it's going to feel like, that's pretty much what these are. And so you can pick your theme? Yes. So so right now, we only have uh, about six or seven up, you know, just to test the waters, to get a response before, you know, we go all out, want want some of the feedback up front. And yeah, there's, there's, there's different themes, different stories, and it's a range. So on, on the light end, there's one that has no explicit words. It's very romantic and sensual, and it's about 75 minutes long. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 75 minutes 75 long? 75 minutes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, Women do take a while, so 75 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and just, just like uh, pornos, right? They're, they have the 60-minute-long the feature. But when you go online to, to watch no, them... No one gets past five minutes. Yeah, you, you watch maybe a ten-minute clip. But, but in the context, you know, people will go in and find the parts they want. So for that 75-minute one, because it's romantic and it's not explicit, it's aimed for people or women who are mm, not so ready or open to really the explicit, right. raunchy, dirty talk. And so it, it, it helps ease them in. Okay. Uh, and then there's other ones that are <laughs> quickies, which are about 20 minutes. Uh, f- and for me, 20 minutes is kind of a quickie, um, <laughs> exp- because I'm I'm a big fan of foreplay. 
Okay. So these really have uh, a build-up. You know, when women listen to these, they're already kind of in the mood. They know what they want. They'll put on their earbuds, and it'll ease right into it. Right. And depending on what the situation is, whether you're setting the theme. So a lot of written erotica, it's, you know, romance novels, all that sort of thing, they spend a lot of time talking about it. Right. Because you've got to tell the story. And women are very sexual in the mind. Right. The women's sexuality is hugely based in their mind. And I, I see that's the, their biggest sex organ is their brain. Yeah. And if, if you can stimulate their mind and their emotions, you'll turn them on. I was going to say, this would totally work for women. This would never work for men, right? Right. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, surprisingly, you know, there's, you know, there, there's an overlap. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically what they're about. And the whole purpose of, of the company, if you take a look at the website and you read the, the About Us kind of story, mm-hmm. I don't know if you did mm-hmm. a look. Yep. Yeah, there, I, I really wanted this to be a, a shining, guiding light kind of in, in the industry. I, I come from this personal development, trying to do, do good in the world, and I think that in the adult entertainment industry, we're seeing some of that starting to, to come up, but for the most part, it's, it's pr- really self-interested. It's, it's all about the Saxon money. Right. And what I really wanted to do with these is to help inspire and cultivate sexual liberation with women. Mm. Uh, I'm writing my first book, it's called The Power of Fantasies and Taboos. And in that book, I discuss on how to sexually liberate your woman. So this was a perfect way to kind of help accelerate that on, on a massive scale. And Drew's not going to be single for long. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have like stalkers once you, uh, once you unleash these things, right? I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to stalkers. All right. All right. And so you write all of these yourself? Or you have uh, kind of a team of writers? At, at this point, everything is, is all me at okay. this moment. Uh, but I do plan on, like I heard earlier, maybe getting Morgan Freeman. Somebody somebody requested yeah, that. Right. That would be nice. <laughs> we, uh, we have a long line of actors that we have that, uh, yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Who, who was the other? The, the one I, oh, Denzel Washington, I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the black actors, yeah. They've got these great deep voices. Yes. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's really important if if or slash when this takes off, I would really like to get into full diversity because mm-hmm. not everybody would say like a, a 30-year-old, you know, Caucasian male from New York. Maybe somebody wants a, a British accent or whatever it is. And right. we'll just go with what people want. My GPS unit does that. You can set the <laughs> accent of your GPS unit so you, you can have a British lady take you to to the grocery store. Anyway, I yeah, a, I think... I see an opportunity here, Drew. You yeah. have the GPS unit read some of your stories, oh. and I think we're onto something. <laughs> Recalculating <No>. your orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a perfect voice for it. I assume that you've gotten a lot of great feedback for your... Yeah, I've... Uh, that's that's kind of how this started. I, I didn't really wake up one day being like, hey, you know what? I want my, my voice to be a, a porn star. Um... <laughs> I was actually through through the years, well, only the most recent years, obviously not the first part, but through the through the last uh, about three or four years, when I've really learned uh, to, to master words, to master language, and really how to communicate this stuff, mm. I would be doing this with women over <laughs> Skype, 
over texting, over the phone. Phone sex is really kind of how mm. I, I really refine this process. And a lot of people say phone sex. Well, that's lame. Well, that's probably because the person you're talking to on the phone is lame at phone sex. Right. Um, right. And, and I really hope that these kind of things stimulate that to show people that this stuff is extremely, incredibly powerful. And the proof of that was how I came up with it. The, the women I've dated over the past few years, they've always commented, almost every single one that I would text. I mean, if you look at my phone, some of the, the, the texts, I'll send you know, maybe like three paragraphs almost looking of text in a single text. Not when I'm first meeting them, of course. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in, an, in like a sexting sort of exchange, and they get into it. They, I mean, there is no woman that I've done this with that didn't enjoy it. it, it if anything, they were maybe a little shy and, and didn't really know how to, to keep up with it. Right. But, I mean, they, they're over there, you know, touching themselves, really getting turned on. Right. And through that, and dealing with women actually in bed, doing this in person, they've commented. They said, like, holy crap, like, this is your calling. Or, you should do this professionally. And that time, you know, I kind of, my ego is like, that's that's cool and everything. But I, I dis disregarded. I didn't take it seriously. But up until a few months ago, I, uh, I was with this, uh, this girl. She was a, a model from Europe. Wow. And she, while we were, you know, in bed, uh, she was telling me, you know, you could really help a lot of women by, mm -hmm. by sharing this with them. And I never really approached it from that angle before. All the other girls were, mm -hmm. were more of, wow, this is hot. This is, you're really good at it. But until it came to, wow, I could really have a profound effect uh, on, on people to show women what's possible. Right. To show men how it's possible. And that's really what did it. And, and along with being in the middle of my book, it, it just, it, it made total sense. Well, I mean, it brings up the Fifty Shades of Grey mm -hmm. phenomenon that women have been incredibly hungry for something. Yes. There's a lot of erotica out there. I mean, there's endless erotica out there, but it's so poorly written in general yeah. that, you know, women aren't, I don't know, it's not scratching whatever itch they needed scratched. And, you know, for whatever reason, for all the poor writing of Fifty Shades of Grey... Mm -hmm. It's, it's serving some massive purpose. It's igniting all of these sex lives of all of these people that have been married a thousand years. And, you know, it's, it, there's a need there. And you're right. Women are, men are very visual and women are very auditory. And, and yeah, they're, you know, I, I think it's not the case that men are more interested in sex and women always have headaches. I think you just have to know how to tap into yes. it. Yes. And uh, well done. Yes. Yeah, I, you're totally right. I, I just found out uh, about a week ago that Fifty Shades of Grey actually outsold the Harry Potter series in the UK. Doesn't that blow your mind? <laughs> it's it's I, I I don't totally get it, but you know I, it's great. It's great. I you know I feel like there's a lot of BDSM <laughs> stuff out there that you know people could have tapped into way before this, and yeah. they just haven't. But anyway, I, I think it's I, it. yeah. I think it's great. I think that for men, I think men that papoo it. I haven't even read it, but I hear it's very poorly written, but it's... It, and, and the guy, the main character, is this completely unrealistic person. He's like, what, 27, a multi-billionaire, jets, and all this stuff. You know, it's completely unrealistic, but that's not the point. Men, men that poo-poo that don't realize what's actually going on. And what's actually going on is an incredible, burning, 
aching passion and yearning women around the world are desperately hungry to be ravishly ravished. ravished. Yes. <laughs> right. So where do the scenarios come from? Uh, my head. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the case that a guy can think like a woman, you know, for at least 75 minutes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it really comes down to, you know, once you kind of figure out how, how, hmm. It's less about a what and more of a how. Mm. Once you realize that by stimulating the thoughts, it stimulates the emotions, which then stimulate the body. Mm-hmm. If you want her to act in a certain way, I talk about this in my book, if you want to get your woman to do anything, that's part of one of the three things that I focus on. If you want her to do, if, if you want her to be that porn star that you see in all of these movies, you have to give to her first. You have to make her feel so good. You have to make her come like 10 times, you know, each time you have sex. I mean, that's that's a little extreme for a lot of people. But the point... I I'm, love this guy. <laughs> but but the, 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 the point I'm, I'm getting at is that when you make her feel so good beyond anything she's ever experienced in her life, she's going to... She. I mean, there's no other choice but for her... To, to want to reciprocate that to you. And w- once you focus on her, you know, make her pleasure your pleasure. And then after, after, only after you do that, make your pleasure her pleasure. Have making you feel good, doing all of the things you want, something that turns her on. But you can only do that afterwards. Because as a man, the, the masculine energy is, is definitely a leading energy. And especially we have the so much stereotypes and culture that says... And even the porn, men are conditioned to, to be selfish. All the porn, we, we grow up being raised from the point of view of just a man getting, 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 getting laid. Listen to those words. It's all about getting something for yourself. And I think one of the, the most amazing things you can do to change your sex life around is start giving. And not in a supplicating way. Not, not pleasing as in giving pleasure, not as in supplicating pleasing. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I... Uh Go ahead, Dana. I'll uh, <laughs> well, formulate. Well, makes a good point. It has to be something you want to do it for her. You know, it yeah. can't be what I think she wants and you're mm. fishing around. And it's really not something you're into. You're doing it because you think she wants to. But, you know, I think the, gr- the women do have to take some responsibility for their own sex life. A man cannot figure them all out and then, like, do everything for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Would, I, I do. Is there any chance we could get some background on the um, early experiences with the kind of the when he was working out the phone sex? I'm going to assume a lot of this was done through online dating. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That'd be interesting to see kind of the where your online dating took a turn toward that. Oh, it turned really quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when you're about 19, 20 years old, there's very few other things besides turning it that direction <laughs> as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there are points I, I was doing a lot of, you know, because at that time I just moved to California. I was starting a business doing technology. So I was on the computer. I wasn't going to school. I didn't really have much of a social life. And you're 18, 19 years old guy. You, you kind of are are a little hungry for for more than sitting behind your computer for 16 hours a day. So I started, you know, chatting with women online chat rooms. 
Uh, I was, you know, 18, that's like a kid, so I took that approach, uh, started doing webcam stuff, so mm-hmm. there, there's different websites at, at that time where you could go into a chat room of, of like 10 people and all webcam with each other, yep. and that's when it started to really take off. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a point where I would... I, w- I would just spend my time trying to to figure out what they would respond to, what to say, uh, what to type, going from typing then to talking, you know, progressing logically, then to to being on the webcam. And then when we we're on the webcam, within with a few hours, I would <laughs> I would literally be narrating a fantasy to her, and she would be masturbating to me uh, on camera. Nice. And when that happened, that was a turning point. I was like, holy crap, this is powerful stuff. If if I could get a, whim- a woman or help facilitate a, a woman do this that I've never met before. She was a nice girl. She wasn't like this crazy slut, you know, that, that was just going nuts. I, I evoke these feelings from her that, that she just, she had to act upon. And, and, and I think it's beautiful because... What, you know, why not express ourselves? You know, we, there's so much taboo around this. I think that it, it was great, great experience to learn. And once that happened, I mean, there was, it, it was anything became possible after that. And when you can literally talk to a woman over the phone or through a webcam, and you can get her to have an orgasm without any physical stimulation, just pure mentally. Like she's not even touching herself, but just mentally, through through the mind, that that's just absolutely mind blowing. Wow, I have to log on. <laughs> <laughs> um, do the women feel sort of compelled to keep up with you, or I mean, is it intimidating to them, or do they kind of not know what to do with themselves? Because this is rare, probably for women to yeah. you know to encounter, and then they I I feel like they'd have some pressure to reciprocate and you know you've set the bar kind of high by the sounds of it uh a a little bit yeah i i mean i've just really gotten into this in a in a i guess professional sort of way in the past six months okay uh so most most of them never knew kind of what's going on now it's kind of out in the open oh well i obviously know what you do and how it works so the cat's out of the bag for me um so it, it makes things it, it's a flip it's a it's a catch 22 there's expectations and then there's you know the mystery so i think i think i try w- when i feel that i like really confident women i like women that can that can follow what i'm doing and keep up and they're very confident in their sexuality and if they at least come from that place they don't have to know they don't have to be all that stuff i'm more than happy to share and teach I think that coming from a place of compassion, mm-hmm. even even in one night stands, even hooking up with random people, if if you come at it from from that context of of leaving her kind of better than you found her, sort mm. of speak, Boy Scouts kind of kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentality. Clean up your campsite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, sometimes the fires do spread. Um, yeah, so I think that there is some of that, but for the most part. I, if women feel too kind of nervous and, and they can't ever get out of that that sign of self consciousness, self uh, 
Yeah. 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 Um, being self-conscious. Con- con- <laughs> um, then that's kind of a turnoff for me. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, that's not really a problem because I love it. I, I love sharing. I, I love to, to bring them and facilitate and lead them through these journeys to going from wherever they are to wherever that wherever I would like to, to bring them along to or they want to go. It'll be interesting going forward to see, you know, how they say masseuses never give their spouses back ribs. So it'll be interesting to see going forward if you just, if it becomes like a job, like everything becomes a job, and then, you know, you get home and she's like, you know, put on the dirty top and you're like, I just did that for eight hours. I'm tired. I'm done. Well, I don't, you know, I don't see myself doing this my whole life. Um, I I would really like to, you know, if this business uh, starts growing and growing, I'm definitely going to be bringing more people on. Yeah. Uh, this is this is for me it's it's more of a spark and a push and kind of a catalyst of of my bigger dreams and ambitions. And I'd like to create a, a nonprofit uh that part of the proceeds go to. So yeah, ev- every time that somebody buys one of these audible arousals, I donate a percent to it at the end of the year to uh, uh you know some organizations that help with positive sexuality stuff. That's great. That's um great. Yeah, you can really expand this. I mean, you could have women reading to women for, yeah. you know, lesbian relationships. And the sc- yeah. sky's the limit. Yeah, right? really. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. Um, and, and, and in all honesty, I, I love that. Uh, and my heart at the end of the day after all of this is really kind of in the book. Yeah. Um, because that is going to teach and, and help show men how to become remarkable lovers form deeper connections and to to help sexually liberate their women and that needs to get out there more men and women need to to really learn how to do this stuff yeah yeah and if it's not obvious by like you said the 50 shades of gray i i don't know what what the wake-up call will be for the world right it is funny what how people are so self-conscious i agree with what you said about you know phone sex being so awkward for people and however it's awkward for people and you know maybe if the lights are you know maybe this is the same crowd that has to have sex with the lights off or something (laughs) that they're you know incredibly embarrassed and they don't want to be seen and they don't want to be heard yeah and they want to be exactly and not in the good way yeah Yeah, they want to be blindfolded but not Um, but not in the fun way but not in the fun way that's pretty fun yeah i wonder if it's it's sort of um yeah bringing you know now i i think in the last 20 years now that birth control and and things are you know now that women are really finding their own sexual Mm -hmm. voice and aren't as intimidated (coughs) by it anymore um and it's okay to be the bad girl Mm -hmm. and the nice wife and the good mom all at the same uh, time all the same time uh and women are finding their way i you know maybe maybe they'll lighten up a little bit (laughs) it does seem like they've been a little repressed over the last yeah you know they had their shining moment in the 60s and 70s, but then they got a little more repressed in the 80s and 90s. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Dana, are you still with us? Yeah. Uh, Drew, you, I think you hit on something really powerful. Uh, to be honest, I have had some success with, like, erotic notes that I leave for mm. someone or erotic text messages. And it kind of seems like the male equivalent of outfits and makeup. You know, it's a way of kind of... Um, 
decorating your world instead of decorating herself and her face you're kind of decorating your lives together Ooh, now like what are some tips that you can give to kind of help guys introduce that into the relationship in some simple ways besides doing a 75 minute you know tome <laughs> tome <laughs> anthology of erotic uh, <laughs> So he, he doesn't want to tell one. them because uh, that'll take away his bread and butter. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm all about sharing. Uh, I think, who, uh, where do I start? Um, to to introduce it to to get started with it, I think that I think really for men, they need the first thing is they need to become comfortable with it first. Mm-hmm. I think that you you hear a lot of times. Women say, oh, I don't like dirty talk. That's, that's goofy. That's silly. Because the guy, you know, if, if he's this, this nice guy and, and he doesn't know how to be aggressive and take charge in the bedroom and lead, you know, he'll, if, you ta- if you start talking like scientifically like, oh, I'm going to, you know, slide my penis inside of you and then I'm going to touch your hair and, you, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not hot. That's not sexy. Um, so I think really the, the, major point uh, of starting this would to become familiar with it maybe pick up pick up um there's an amazing i recommend this book to just blow people's mind i believe it's called uh what is it my my secret garden by nancy friday oh yeah i believe and and that contains all these fantasies by women you know years and years ago and that just reading that will blow your mind there's stuff women talk about you know you know, getting turned on by, you know, animals, getting turned on by, you know, all of these fantasies that that just we never know. And you don't, starting off, you're not going to want to get into doing like a, a rape fantasy or something like that, which is a lot of women a have. A women's fantasy. Yeah. yeah, it's really hot and sexy if you do it the right way. But, but that requires a lot of stuff, a rapport in the relationship, trust, all this kind of thing. Right. So to, to just start off with, I would recommend becoming familiar with what your fantasies are, what her fantasies are, what fantasies in general are, and to to start thinking in a way that uh, that comes more from turning her on in the mind rather than trying to get to an end goal through her body. And if you can really focus on what what could I say, what could I do that would stir her emotions and her imagination. If you start approaching your conversations and your sex life or even your text messages from that mm-hmm. angle, you can start to warm her up to the idea. She's ready for it. I guarantee you if she's a, you know, a hot-blooded woman, if, if you do this and, and you know what you're doing, she's going to love it. She's going to blossom for you and it's going to be an amazing, amazing experience. But if you have no idea what you're doing, I definitely recommend learning some stuff, you know, picking up a few books, figuring out kind of what it's about. And when you start to read that, when you start to read romance novels or erotica, you start to pick up on how women like to be talked to. Because yeah. most of these are done by women for women. Right. There's very few men talking about it. But if if you just do some research and, you know, test some stuff out, I think that you'll be well on your way to... To, to that and, and as you go and you get better just experiment I think getting rid of the fear getting rid of the awkwardness and just be, becoming confident that you can 
lead your women through these experiences that she wants you to do, just kind of breaking through that mindset will will start transforming that that part of your sex life. So while there's a lot of techniques and there's a lot of stuff to do, before you get there, you have to build your foundation. You know, if you just want to throw a rounded text, you know, here and there and, and see what happens, you're really not going to get the, the amount of incredible experiences that you can have in your sex life. If, if you want to give your woman multiple full body simultaneous extended orgasms over and over again, which are completely possible, you just don't hear about them much because we don't really know exactly Because the women that are having them are too busy having them <laughs> to write about them. <laughs> With their 27-year-old multimillionaires in the, yeah, the red exactly. rooms and, and fake books. So uh, does this stuff turn guys on as well? Does, it, was, does reading erotica turn men on? I get turned on when I'm writing it, yeah. If, yeah. if, if I'm not turned on while I'm, I'm talking to these women or writing texts... Um, You're doing it wrong. Yeah. 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 You know, like uh, Dana just said, that, well, a little bit ago that you can't just do it just for her. You ha- it has to be something you're legitimately kind of kind of into. And if you're into it, you're going to get turned on, and that kind of turn-on energy is going to uh, kind of build rapport with her to, to, to be turned on too. So if you start saying stuff like, oh, yeah, and then I grab your hair and I throw you against the ground and you know, push you up against the wall and you know, we do stuff, right. <laughs> that, that, that isn't going to go. Right. But if you slow down and really start to, to feel it, trying to feel the words coming from the base of your body from from your passion from your sex organs and just kind of imagine saying that through that place and allow yourself to get turned on whoo like <laughs> the, that that is going to be an amazing way to to really uh show her show her a good yeah. time are are all of these based on if you're in an actual relationship with a woman do you draw on things you've already done together yeah and you know past <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that saturday night when uh, whatever yeah uh, or is are they all strictly fantasies of what oh um no i i pull my inspiration from uh, the ones that i've done right now they're they're all off the cuff okay. i i just turn on the recorder and and, and let go and we'll see if that comes out well. You know, there, we have a few up. If, if that's received well, then we'll keep that style. I really want it to... Because there's some stuff out there that's done in a... I'm a professional voice recorder. I am reading this erotica novel. And we came together. <laughs> and it was a wonderful time. And it's really contrived, right? For me, I wanted something that was raw. That literally... You could let go of reality, and by listening to this person talk, it's just like a real person on the other end of the phone that's really real and raw. If some people more like a production, great, that's cool. If people like this, great. It's, it's not for everybody, but I think that, if anything, whatever happens to this business, however it's received, I think just the fact that this is out there and up and available will start to have a ripple effect. Um, and that's really kind of more what's important to me. Yeah, absolutely. We're drawing down on our time. Dana, do you have a closing question? Are you? Oh, wow. Well, I, <laughs> I think, know, it went past um, I guess not so much a question, but as maybe a way to sum up what 
um, these stories are that can maybe explain to some people that feel that maybe they can't do it. You know, oh, they think Drew is kind of gifted. Basically, it's a fictional retelling of a seduction. Is that kind of sum it up? Uh, basically, yeah. I, I mean, I learned how to do this. I wasn't born like this. So, so it's just a way to talk and communicate that anybody can, can start off doing. Yeah. And these are things that you might do in real life, but maybe they're out of your reach because of time, space, or money, right? Yeah, the, the, these don't have to be crazy fantasies. There's ones of just hooking up at the office, or uh, I have one that's called <laughs> anal at lunch. And that one talks about having <laughs> anal sex uh, in the kitchen during lunchtime at home with your, your girlfriend or, or boyfriend. So it's it's all stuff that that can either be these aren't fantasies as in like oh we're off in space you know <laughs> you know i'm having sex with aliens it's it's real world realistic stuff that most people just just uh, i don't know they, they don't do just haven't thought of yeah, yeah right i love this <laughs> I, I gotta go i gotta get there. <laughs> <laughs> all right drew how do we find you um you can find me <laughs> uh, find you right here <laughs> my address is um <laughs> I, I have a, I have a few. Uh, I how, do, a f- how do we find these things? That's yes. the Im- that's the important <laughs> question. <laughs> the the ear, ear erotica website is eererotica dot com. Um, I also am starting up a kind of uh, sex kind of podcast as well, and that's called Dirty Talk with Drew Gerald. And nice. I, I do basically what we're doing right here, and that's at dirtytalkshow dot com. Uh, Definitely turn that on. Okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> and uh, at Twitter, you can follow me at the Polyman. Oh yeah. Uh, and Facebook. I mean. And the, but the Polyman has a website as well. Yeah, the the Polyman.com. That's 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 mostly just a kind of side hobby for me. That really is an incubator for these ideas. Uh, that that is, is for about. Oh, you gotta go. Uh, for Matt. <laughs> We're all good. We're all good. Excellent. So we will uh, we can check you out everywhere, and you're on Facebook. Yes, I'm I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. <laughs> and and I, it I, is true when I googled your name, which I thought was going to be kind of a common name, you pop up all over the place. So that's yes, I have that's that that's good. Right that's very good. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do have that effect. Yeah. You absolutely do. That's all the time we have for today. You've been tuned into the chat room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We uh, we will be right back here with you next Friday. We are with a fetish sex expert fetish um, sex therapist uh, Jackie Castro is going to be with us next Friday so tune in for that next Friday night at 5 thanks so much for joining us have a great weekend Check it out while I'm the master of balance With multiple talents I provide the landscape, baby You provide the challenge I've been broken down and out And look at the sound that I'm drowning out I'm around the town and I'm round about And it's better than a kick in your freaking mouth These words might scare you